What up, what up, what is up, what is going on? It is episode three, Couch Potato Podcast. It's your boy Daedron out of Houston, Texas, by way of Katie. How's everybody doing today? Um, I'm just happy to be here, happy to be alive. Uh, a whole lot to discuss today, a whole lot, and I'm going to try to get through it as efficiently as possible. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, Stephen F. Austin. We're going to talk about football, college football, the, the finals. We have a new champion. That's not a surprise who the champion is. Even talk a little baseball. So, as, we, as I get ready to discuss about a lot that's going on, um, man, I, I hope everybody's doing okay during this pandemic. I don't want to take away or make anyone feel like as if that there's no hope. You know, a lot of people are dying. The numbers are ever-changing, ever-growing, and hopefully this podcast will bring some hope or some light to whatever it is you may be dealing with. So, let's get right into it. All right. Stephen F. Austin. I don't know if y'all heard the news that I talked about last week, how young lady had the police raid her place and, you know, the, her, her college, the other college students, they, you know, made false reports. So now what's coming out of there is that six of the, six of the 10 students are wanting to sue the school because they were in the wrong. So you made a false claim about somebody and now you want to sue because you feel like you don't deserve to go to jail or anything like that. No, you deserve to have your butt in jail. You deserve to be expelled because you thought it was a joke or it was fun to poke at somebody. And yeah, you deserve to get what you deserve. You can sue all you want. Um, if I'm a judge, I would throw it out and laugh. I'm like, well, you shouldn't have did what you did. So this whole excuse about being 18, 19, Oh, we all we all did crazy stuff when we were 18, 19. Nah, you're going to jail. Spend a little time in jail. You know, spend some spend some time with them real criminals that's in there. Better to change your whole life around. So we know that November 3rd is election day. And I've been saying don't wait till November 3rd. Go out and vote because 45 has all of a sudden, first of all, he caught COVID. Then he said he's cured of it like a couple of days later. Then he's talking about maybe he's immune to it. Like, no, you're 74 years old. There's no way you're immune to it. When you, when the doctors have all said, if you're over 65, you know, there's some things you shouldn't do or go out and, you know, or be around certain people. And then you're affecting your security detail and things like that. Like, come on now. But that's what you get when you put somebody who's in office and don't know if a lot of y'all knew this, but he is over $400 million in debt, $400 million. And he only paid $750 in taxes a few years ago. Hasn't paid since. Come on. This is the clownery. Yes, that's, I just made that word up. Clownery at its finest. So, let's talk some football. Let's talk some NFL. Let's talk about the Raiders against the Chiefs. I did not see that coming. I did not expect the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, that is, to beat the Chiefs. But they did it. 
you know, there was this expectation of the Chiefs that they were going to run the table, go 16-0. and 0. Me personally, me personally, I'd rather them lose a game or two to, you know, because if you run the table, that means you get in the playoffs. If you lose one time, that's it. Like, there's no you – don't, you don't recover from that, as it happened to the Patriots. So, looking at the numbers from the game, um, looked like it was a, a high score in the fair, 40 to 32. Derek Carr had was 22 for 31, 347 yards and three touchdowns. Not bad. Pat Mahomes, 22 for 43, 340, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, that game seemed like it came down to who wanted it more. And in this instance, the Raiders wanted it more. That's going to be an interesting division going into the final weeks. Who's going to come out on top? Because the Raiders look like a team that's that's ready for action. It it was a great game from from the highlights I saw. But before we get into this next game, oh, man, did y'all see DeAndre Hopkins? Like, I'm still rooting for the guy, even though he's in Arizona. He made three phenomenal catches that made your jaw drop to the ground. It was amazing. Can you believe, like, and people argue about, you know, who's the, who's the best wide receiver in the league. But it don't, it don't get better than D-Hop. I'm sorry. He, you know, he he makes it happen easily. So let's talk about the Texans and the Jaguars. Did y'all see the energy that was in the stadium? The energy, the joy that the players had when they were out there on the field. They had no cares in the world. Uh, I'm pretty sure Billy O is somewhere like. Well, why y'all didn't do this when I was the coach? Well, because they probably didn't want you as the coach. You should have been gone three or four years ago. But they've been holding on to you for whatever reason. Out of what you do outside of football. Mm. Yeah. It was a good thing you left. But, you know, Deshaun Watson had a great game. 25 or 35. 359 yards. Passing. Three touchdowns. And you can just watch the the way they played. Like, they played carefree. They, they played and had fun playing. It's not often you get that. You know, some teams, you know, they're not – I mean, obviously they're out there to make plays and to, you know, win games. However, you know, watching the Texans for the few minutes I did watch, they had joy. That was a sense of urgency. That was a sense of – you know, taking the the monkey off their back. So the Texans have won their first game of the season. Can they go eleven and five again? Maybe ten and six? Who knows? They could run they could win twelve straight. You know, not saying that it hasn't happened before, but it's all things are possible, you know, with this twenty twenty calendar year. Anything is possible. So we just got we gonna wait and see. Next game, it was a bittersweet one because the Cowboys, yes, they did win, but they lost Dak Prescott. Uh, that injury, like you saw it happen in gameplay mode, and you were just like, wow! And immediately when he grabbed for it, everybody was in shock, like. You could hear a pin drop in the stadium. But Dak is resilient. He's going to recover, and he's going to be ready to play, whether it's at the end of this year or the upcoming season. But we have to understand football is a violent sport. But there was no nothing heinous that Landon Collins did when he made the tackle. He was just making a tackle that Dak Prescott – turned wrong or you know it happens but nonetheless the Cowboys won 37 34 
against the New York football Giants. It's a good game. I was impressed. And Michael Gallup, like, if they were giving out MVPs for wide receivers, it should definitely go to him because of the plays that he makes, the catches that he makes, the toe-tapping that he does on the sideline. That is what football is about. Have you on the edge of your seat. This last football game we're going to discuss is the Seahawks and the Vikings, the Sunday night game. Russell Wilson is right now playing at an MVP level. Like, it don't matter what the score is, he's never erratic. He's never feel like, okay, we can't win this game. And the way he played, I was like, yeah, this guy is the MVP. A toss-up between him and Aaron Rodgers. But he's definitely the MVP. Got to be. Got to be the MVP. Just watching him out there, just take his time with, take his time with, you know, getting the ball downfield and making plays happen. Even the, I mean, the Vikings, they're not that. The secondary was not as good as it's been in the past, but they were still formidable, so we, we can give him that. But, man, Russell Wilson, he is dangerous. I hope y'all get that. Anyway, um, the Monday Night Football game, this is between the L.A. Chargers and the Saints. I'm sorry, unless you're a Saints or a Chargers fan, this is probably the most uninterested Monday night football game. Like, can't say that I'll watch it. You know, the the postseason is here, so may watch a little postseason, but can't say that I'm going to watch the Chargers and the Saints. I mean, the Saints... Look like a mediocre team. The 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 Chargers are a team that just like, hey, at least we have a quarterback. <laughs> at least we have a quarterback. Regardless of what it looks like. But hey, they have they have a quarterback. Their defense is not I mean their defense is good. I'm not going to say that their defense is not up to par. Their their defense is a top 10 defense. So I'm not even going to knock them on that. But I'm just like, yeah, I'm probably not going to watch. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers win. You know, that's just that is the possibility of what could happen is that the Chargers are going to win the game. I'm going to just call it. That's my prediction. Chargers are going to win. In a close game, a low-scoring game, probably 23-20 or, you know, yeah, 23-20 or 20-2017, something like that. They're, they'll do enough to win the game on offense. So, with college football, have y'all been watching it? A lot of these games look interesting, and then a lot of these games you'd be like, Eh, but man, did y'all see Florida and A&M? I know I give A&M a lot of crap because they have been a mediocre team since I can remember. They've had some good seasons with Kevin Sumlin, with Johnny Manziel, even when they were in the Big 12, and they beat the number 14 Florida. Uh, Kelly Munn had a good game, 25 for 35. 338 with three touchdowns. But that game really came down who had the ball last, it seemed like. And it just so happened that AM had the ball last and they pulled out the win. Still not sold on them. Just gonna throw that out there. Still not sold on them. Then in Durham. North Carolina beat Virginia Tech. What is going on in North Carolina that I don't know about? Like, what is Mac Brown doing over there that got these boys playing? Like, I'm really 
like I don't even know any of the players. <laughs> like any, you know, big name players there. Maybe they got Michael Carter. Uh, ran for two hundred yards. That was the highlight that the highlights I saw. But that game went back and forth, and North Carolina really just had the game under control. But man, it was a high scoring affair. Team scored almost 100. Almost scored 100 points combined. Take it back. They did score 100 points combined. So it was a great game to watch if you watched it. And the Missouri Tigers beat the LSU Tigers 45-41. Um, let's, let's just call it like it is. LSU is not the team they were last year. And Orgeron is going to really have to rally the troops. Not, I mean, not saying that they're a, a bad team. They just don't have the people that they had last year. It's, it's kind of like, I'm going to say maybe about 10 years ago when Yates was winning all these championship championships and they end up playing Mater D the following year after Joseph Young and all of them had left. You know, you, you basically got the B team. So right now, you know, you're playing LSU's B team. They still got some stars on that on that squad, but it, it's not the same. Ter- Terrence Marshall is out there playing his behind off. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's not the same LSU team that you're getting. Even um, even in Dallas, <laughs> it seems like the Longhorns and the Sooners, there's always a, a rivalry game. It's always what it is. It's a rivalry. It's never going to be what you expect it to be. And so, but I thought that the Longhorns would handle them because didn't didn't have the faith in Spencer Rattler. Like, how do you... Explain. I'm sorry, if you're Sam Ellinger, how do you explain how you got beat by a redshirt freshman who was also benched in the first half and came back out in the second half and played lights out? Again, I'm still not sold on Spencer Rattler yet, but, you know, he, I will give him time to develop to see if he gets better. So I'm not going to write the ship on him just yet. But, man, the Longhorns, I've been saying this. Tom Herman got to go. He got to go. He he has to go. You can't keep putting your team in these situations to where they got to come from behind and try to win the game. And then expect it to be okay. No, you got to rally the troops. Or you got to be let go. That's my opinion. I think he should be let go. Some people may think differently. We should give him a chance. Mm, he had his chance when he got there. He's in his, what, fourth year, fifth year? How many years did Charlie Strong get? Yeah. Let let that sink in. <laughs> this last game... um, well, not this last game, but the one before we talk about the game of the week is the Volunteers and the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, I wonder if Tennessee knows that it's a 60-minute game, not a 30-minute game, because they did not show up at all in the second half. And Georgia just made it happen. They brought the noise and more noise. And I was just in shock, like, did they even show up? Guess not. Because they looked like a team that, like, oh, yeah, we we back on the map now. The volunteers are back on the map. Mm, you're not. Y'all excuse me, I have some allergies. So, but I'm handling it. You know, I'm okay. It's not COVID. It's just allergies. So... Yeah, it was the game was twenty one seventeen. Going into halftime. I'm sorry. Yeah. Twenty one seventeen going into halftime and Tennessee was like, Oh yeah, we 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 in the driver's seat now. 
you know, we get the ball back, we do this, da 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 that. And here comes the the bulldog onslaught. And they kept scoring. And kept scoring. So that game really, really got bad in the third quarter or early in the fourth quarter that I was just like, yep, watch something else. Now, the game of the week, when I tell y'all I got my wish, my wish came true. The Hurricanes of Miami lost to the Tigers of Clemson, 42-17. However, Miami did create a turnover, and the turnover chain did come out. I was elated. Even though I knew they were going to lose the game, I was elated that they won. So it worked out for my good. Yeah, that was a good game. Um, Trevor Lawrence, 29-41, 292, three touchdowns. Travis Etienne, I feel like he's been there at Clemson for like 12 years. Because he's been balling that long. And this dude has legs to churn. And when he gets to running, like, if you see the back of his name, you're not catching him. Let's just cancel it. You're not going to catch him. I'm sorry to say, but just not going to catch him. So, we're going to take a pause in sports for a minute to talk about this. Vice presidential debate. Um, a lot has been going on with this presidential debate. Um, and the biggest thing that was trending was the fly that was on Pinhead. Me personally, that fly stayed there to let everybody know that he was full of crap. And that, he was. It's full of crap. Just call it like it is. And instead of listening, he was just like, oh, I'm going to pick on this. And say, said, look, she said she's going to raise taxes. No, Kamala Harris said that she's going to raise taxes on people who, she said she's not going to raise taxes on people who make less than 400000 Not that doesn't mean, but she's going to raise taxes on people who make more than 400000 because they shouldn't be paying Shouldn't be paying the same amount or less than taxes for people who make less than it. And of course, if you don't know, now you know that Pence is a yes man. Pretty sure 45 was like, just interrupt her every time. See if she gets flustered. She didn't. She remained calm and she told him, excuse me, I'm talking. I'm speaking. She was dignified. And she kept her integrity. But, you know, when, when, when you know you're about to lose, you do any and everything to, to try to turn something that, that was said into something that, that it wasn't. And in this instance, you hear, he's, she, she's going to raise taxes. She's going to raise taxes. She, she's going to raise taxes. She's going to do this. She's going to do that. Well, you're not listening, sir. And I'm sorry that you and your homeboy are about to get put out of office. This is why you should go out and vote. I've said it. Early voting starts tomorrow. Get out and vote. So, another issue that us as African Americans have to deal with is this justice system. How... It only works for people who, not even say who has money, but who has power. At least that's what it seems like. For whoever has power. Um, Derek Chauvin um, is out on bond. He got released because someone paid 10% of that $1 million bond. There's a clear video 
of you putting your knee into this guy's neck by the name of George Floyd from Houston. Putting your knee into his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And he's saying, I can't breathe. And you're just standing there, well, kneeling there. It's all on camera. And the judge, which, again, this is why we should vote. Because wherever the judge is, I'm pretty sure he's going to remain nameless because they want to protect his identity. No, he, need, he, he, need, he, need, he no longer needs to be a judge. Because if that was his son in that situation, oh, he want the whole book thrown at him. But why can't it be that for everybody? Him being released says a lot that the justice system really don't care about us as blacks. Don't care about us as African Americans. Don't care about us unless you have power. Is it right? No. But we have to look at the justice system as the justice system means just us. Like we're the we're like we're the criminals, and we're not. There, there's, there's so many more criminals that are politicians than there are that are not politicians. But we don't want to have that conversation. I think it's sad that blacks in America can't get justice. And they try to scrutinize every little thing to make it seem like that we're the, that we're the problem. That what... Derek Chauvin did is justified. No, it's not justified. You killed a man in broad daylight in on camera, and your constituents who were standing right there didn't do anything either. Oh, we've only been working on the force for like a year. Well, you still a bad cop too. So it doesn't matter if one cop is bad. If no one else says anything, you're just as guilty because silence is still violence. Moving on. Hey, we have a champion in the NBA and it is the Lakers of Los Angeles. LeBron James, AD, and the rest of the crew Imposed their will on the Miami Heat. The game was over with at halftime. The final score was 106-93. LeBron James had a triple-double. I mean, did you expect anything else? It's LeBron James. Now the Lakers officially have 17 rings tied with Boston. So Boston can no longer say that, hey, we have the most championships. Uh, no, you're tied for first with the most championships. And from what it's looking like, the Lakers are probably going to supersede them. Just give it time. Now let's give a shout out to the Miami Heat for being scrappy. For clawing every possession. Jimmy Buckets, by way of Tumball, Texas, was like, we not getting swept. We not going home in five. Like, we go, we gonna we gonna fight this to the death, so to speak. Figuratively, not literally. And man, Jimmy Buckets, like, he gets all of my respect. And I'm not saying it because he's He's from Texas. Just he gets my respect because the way he scrapped. Like the the last year, they were just a koala and shot away from who knows what could have happened. Koala doesn't make that shot in Toronto. They go into overtime. Who knows what would have happened? So, shout out to Dwight Howard getting his first ring. Shout out to Danny Green making up for. Missing the shot in game five, which we'll talk about later as we talk about this whole GOAT situation, who's the greatest of all time in basketball. Obviously, baseball 
it's probably kind of hard to tell even in football. I think football, you definitely have to do it by position. So, watching um, the game, like the Lakers really, the Lakers were even up by as much as 30. That's how out of hand it got. Which can't be mad. We knew the Lakers were going to win it. And so, hey, that, that's what happened. The Lakers came out on top. LeBron got his fourth ring. So, let's talk about these Clippers also. Like, a lot of teams going to be making coaching changes. We know the Nets have Steve Nash. The Clippers got two good assistant coaches there. But who are they going to hire? That's what we want to know. Who are they going to hire as their new coach? I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm going a, I'm to a root for Mark Jackson. Let's, let's bring Mark Jackson in, even though I'd probably miss him on ESPN and ABC calling games and him saying, Mama, there goes that man again. <laughs> so... Just got to wait and see. I'm in tune. And then the NBA draft is coming up soon. Free agency is coming up soon. You know, we, we're going to see who's going to make some noise. I'm excited. So, let's talk about this whole stand back and stand by issue. What does that really mean? What does that really mean? People have speculated that it means this, it means that. Stand back and stand by means, for me, wait for further instructions. Just in case I don't win this election, proud boys, stand back, stand by. Because if I lose, I want y'all to rain hate. All the hate. Hate, 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 hate. I can't say that I'm not surprised. Yeah, actually, I'm not surprised that he would say something like that. And is he I'm talking about? Yes, it's 45. If you haven't figured out who 45 is, he's the 45th president of the United States. So, but he said, he has said a lot of crazy stuff to get a reaction out of people. But, you know, let him talk. Because he about to get them bags and get the walking out of the White House. Man, the MLB postseason. It's down to the final four teams. And it's the Astros and the Rays and the Dodgers and the Braves. <laughs> that rhymes. Who you got? That's the question. Who you got? Right now, I didn't even know that, <laughs> that the ALCS has started. That's just that's crazy. Like I didn't even know it started. It was, from from what I saw from the highlights, it was a low-scoring game, 2-1. The Rays won game one. And right now they're up 3-0 in the bottom of the fifth. So maybe the Rays go back to the World Series for the second time. Who knows? The Dodgers against the Braves, young Braves team, who are hungry, but... They've never been in this position before, so how will they handle it? We don't know. Guess we got to wait and see. That's why they play the games. But the Dodgers have been here before. They know what they need to do to get back to the World Series and potentially win it this time. So, 
before I get into this GOAT in basketball thing, let's I just want to touch on this real quick about parents and children. Listen, if you don't want to be a parent, stop having unprotected sex. And just call it what it is. Because that's the one thing you can't get back. As my wife has said, that's the one STD you can't revert. So, because that was on the news how a, a man, I forgot where it was, that he left his daughter in the car and he he didn't want the police to break the window and left his daughter in there and she died. Now, don't know when she died. I don't have all the facts. But... It, it shows that, like, first off, shouldn't leave a child in the car. Even if the car was on. Like, it's it's so many, like, subliminal lines that's been, that's been out there. And, but, I'm like, if, if you're not ready to be married, some people may not agree with this. If you're not ready to be married, and you have, after having unprotected sex, and you have a baby, like, that that's... Not saying it's a consequence, but that's the result of you having unprotected sex. If you're not ready to be a parent, don't have sex. If you're not ready to take on the responsibility of a child because you want to live your best life, don't have sex. It's, re it's really that simple. But, you know, people want to do what they want to do. And they want to, you know, live carefree, not thinking that, oh, this will never happen. This goes for men and women. Not just women and not just men. Men, if you're not ready to have, if you're not ready to take on a responsibility because you feel like you need to get your money right or you need to do this and do that, uh, don't have sex. Don't have unprotected sex. So wait till you get married. You know, women, keep your legs closed. You live, you live a life of ease. You keep your dress below your knees. Fellas, pull your pants up. Like, it's a lot that goes into that. You, you're not ready to take on the responsibility of having a child. Don't have unprotected sex. Don't have sex at all. And even if you think you're ready, because that child is, is going to be needy. I got three of them. And they all need me at some, at some capacity. I mean, they always go to their mother first, but they 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 need me too sometimes. <laughs> so, again, I'll say it and say it again. If you're not ready to be a parent, you're not ready to have these babies. Don't have unprotected sex. It's it's really simple. Last, man, I've been waiting to get to this one. Who is the GOAT in basketball, the greatest of all time? I have had the privilege of being around for Jordan's era, Kobe's era, LeBron's era, part of Magic's era towards the tail end of his career, been able to watch it and see. And most people... And they, and they think it's so funny. Most people base Jordan's career off the two three-peats, six years. They never talk about his failures. They never talk about how he got swept in the first round by the Boston Celtics. They never talk about he how he couldn't get out the first round, the first two years, I mean, his two years in the playoffs. His fourth year in the league ran into a buzzsaw. LeBron's fourth year in the league, took a team to the finals. With, by basketball sense, took some scrubs. Not saying that they were scrubs, because obviously if you're on the NBA roster, you're not a scrub. Shout out to Daniel Gibson. H-Town. But, He took a team to the finals by himself. 
So then we get mad because he wanted to pair up with with D Wade and Chris Bosh. But let's let's look at this and I'm gonna go ahead and say it. My opinion. Don't care if you like it or not. It's my opinion, but LeBron is the GOAT. And people say, well, Jordan never lost in the finals. I'm like, Jordan got six rings. Okay. So does Kareem. Or not even on that. If we're talking about GOATs, if we basing it on rings, well, shoot, we might as well say Robert Ory is the GOAT. He got seven rings. But that's debatable too, right? He just happened to be on good teams. He has seven rings. Got more than Jordan. But we don't want to talk about that. I'm saying LeBron is the GOAT because this dude's body of work. Especially on the court. Don't even have to mention off the court. Because we know we, we know what he's done off the court. And if we're really basing it on rings, well, shoot, we should all say Bill Russell. We should all say Bill Russell. Bill Russell has 11. Now, if as far as coaching goes, yeah, we can say Phil Jackson is the greatest coach. That's the GOAT. But, yeah, LeBron is the GOAT. Like, yes, Jordan has six rings. Yes, he's never lost in the finals. But he played 15 years in the league. So that means nine years, he didn't win. He didn't go to the finals. He didn't win. I even had somebody tell me, oh, I think we can overlook him getting swept in the first first round because he got six rings. No. Everybody you uses that magnifying glass on LeBron when he fails or when he don't do this, when he don't do that. And But we can't do the same thing for Jordan. Oh, man, because Jordan, he got six rings. He never lost in the finals. Let, let me break it down for you. First ring, 91. Magic Johnson and the Lakers, who they didn't have Kareem. And they beat them in five. Which, by the way, I tell anybody this. Jordan gets zero rings without Pippen. Period. I said it. I stick by it. Jordan gets zero rings without Pippen. As we can tell, he when before Pippen got there, yeah, he can get you to the playoffs. Jordan can get you to the playoffs. But he's not going to win a series for you. Just call it what it is. Oh, Jordan did this. Okay, let's look at the 92 team. Outside of Clyde Drexler, who who did the Blazers have on their team that's, that's worth mentioning? Terry Porter? No. Jerome Kersey? No. Buck Williams? No. <laughs> Danny Ainge? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 93. Okay. Charles Barkley. Who's worth mentioning? Kevin Johnson? No. Dan Marley? No. Cedric Sabalos? No. Then he leaves. And then, yeah, he leaves. Rockers get their two rings. He come back in the 95 season. And loses to the magic. Oh, but Jordan is. He was just he was just coming back. No, no, he was just coming back. Come on now. Treat him the same way you treat LeBron. People were upset that LeBron didn't take the shot in game five and he passed to Danny Green. LeBron has been doing that his entire career. Of course, if he came in a situation where he would take the last shot, he'll take it. He got three people on him. So then a guy I used to play football with sends me pictures of Jordan with three people on him and Kobe with three or four people on him. I say, but 
Jordan lost to the Pistons. And in that game against the Bulls, where he had, Kobe had four people on him, the, the Bulls won that game. So it's a, oh, because he took the shot. I'd much rather him take the shot because he's the best player on the team versus to him pass it. LeBron made the right play and passed it to Danny Green. It's a miss-and-make league. Because if Danny Green makes that three-pointer shot, we're not even having this conversation. We're having the conversation of LeBron still not the GOAT like we are today. Stop it. Stop. Stop hating LeBron. Recognize his greatness. And recognize that he is just Magic Johnson on steroids. And he's a great leader. The man has taken three teams to the finals and won with them. MVP. Like, they keep throwing out personal accolades about what Jordan has done. But don't y'all remember the 84 draft? Who was the number one pick? Let, let me give you a hint. He's from Africa, and he flew from New York to Houston because he wanted warm weather, seven foot tall, went to U of H, part of a fraternity, part of a fraternity that no one can ever take claim to. His name is Akeem Olajuwon. And, like, they even said that LeBron came straight out of high school to the NBA. Jordan went to college for three years. Yeah, because he was just an average player. And then, let's just talk about him in North Carolina. He wasn't even the best player on the team. He wasn't. They had some stars on that North Carolina team. He just happened to make that one shot that put him on the map as Mike Jordan or Michael Jordan. So, the 84 draft, whoever had the number one pick, they were going to take Elijah Warren. They were not going to take Michael Jordan. Now, don't get me wrong. Michael Jordan is a great player. His worth ethic is out of this world. However, his GOAT talks, you got to give it to LeBron, hands down. This dude has consistently averaged 27, 7, and 7, or 27, 8, and 8, whatever you want to call it, out his entire career. Even in his 17th year in the league. LeBron has has been the man. So give him his crown. Give him that GOAT title. He deserves it. But don't sit up and say, well, Jordan did this and Jordan did that, and you acknowledge LeBron's failures but not Jordan's failures. Like, Jordan just woke up and... Jordan just woke up one day and decided, you know what, I'm going to play basketball and I'm going to dominate the league. I only did it for six years. And then let's talk about the second three-peat. Okay, let's see. Who was on that team, Seattle? Um, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. Who else was worth mentioning? Because, by the way, they had Ron Harper, who was an all-star. They had Dennis Rodman who's the defensive player of the year. Tony Kukoc, who was the Croatian sensation. But we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about that, huh? Who Jordan had on his team. So it went up against Seattle. Let's see, who's worth mentioning outside of Sean Kemp and Gary Payton? Um, Detlef Shrimp? No. That's all I got. Can't even name anybody else. Then they played Utah twice. You got Carmelo and John Stockton. 
Who else is worth mentioning? Jeff Hornacek? No. Byron Russell? <laughs> no. Like, come on now. Let's call it like it is. He went up against the Warriors. LeBron went up against the Warriors. Who won 73 games. And they were up 3-1 on Cleveland. And LeBron rallied them boys back. But, you know, that that's the GOAT for you. So, final thoughts, and I'm done. Oh, by the way, the song that was played was KB called 10K. Y'all should check it out and listen to it. Final thoughts. I've said it before. Tomorrow is early voting. Get out and vote early. Don't wait till November 3rd. Is that important? Also, man, take care of yourselves out there, people. Like, it's, it's a lot of illnesses going on. People are dying every day. As my wife likes to say to me sometimes, people are dying and they never died before. I know that's from Brown. But take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. Because it seems like this COVID is not going away no time soon. And we got to be careful. Everybody got to be careful. So, again, please go vote. My plan is to get out, go early in the morning when it opens up. Stand firm, stand tall. Cast my vote. Get out of there. Because your vote does matter. Your vote really does matter. And it will count if you get out and vote. This your boy, Daedron. It's been real. It's been fun. I ask that y'all, again, please take care of yourselves during this pandemic. Take care of these children. All right, I'm signing out, y'all. Y'all have a good day. Peace.